Well, hello everybody, it's April 4th. I can't believe we've already made it to April 2018. Can you believe that? April, oh my goodness. Like, where's this year going? It's it's like someone put their foot all the way down on the accelerator. Right, even Easter's gone. Actually, yeah, because like you wait for Valentine's Day to hit and you kind of go like, all right, yeah, we're kind of getting out of the Christmassy thing. St. Patrick's Day is gone. Check that one off. Right. So we are enjoying a spring break. Absolutely, we are. I've got my flip-flops on and my surfboard strapped to the top of the minivan. Oh, yeah. I'm over the causeway heading towards the beach a lot. So it is. It's that kind of... It's that time of the year, folks. We have great audio in our vehicles, apparently. Yeah, big time. Good recording systems. You bet. Okay, well, with spring in the air, we're going to launch off this We Are MCBS podcast episode with some of our exciting segments brought to us by some of our exciting students that are here in the room right now. Oh, my. oh man, pin those VU meters, yeah. So crazy. I'm glad somebody's compressing this. Mm-hmm. Is that the right word? That is. You, you totally. We we need compression. I'm I'm like an audio expert. Process. Wow. All right. <laughs> so, uh, with our students here, they've brought some amazing stories from the world of media because, folks, ladies and gentlemen gentle listeners if you weren't aware of it that's exactly what we do here we talk about the world of media and we're going to kick it off with one of our our bright-eyed young students who is going to talk to us about old school updates we're getting our old school update from them uh and it's maria maria what stories do you have for us what up y'all maria what's going on okay so i have a great story for you know all of you guys and all of you listening and this is Insane. So we're going to be talking about Ready Player One. Oh, oh You're not going to ruin the ending for some of us yet. No, exactly. We're yeah. going to keep it. Okay, okay. guys. Good. Pete, great job. Thanks, Good. man. You're welcome. We're going to keep it spoiler free. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not going to ruin anything for anyone. But guys, if you haven't seen it, please just go. Just go right now. Just, yeah. just go right now and see it because it's amazing. What I'm going to be talking about is the box office and all the pop culture that Ready Player One, you know, brought to us. So, first of all, the movie on Wednesday night when he preview when it had like its preview, mm-hmm. it made three point eight million, just just on Wednesday. Now, I know. It's when crazy. Did, they, did they start showing that like midnight? So this didn't have like a full evening of showing it. Or no, it, that... it was no. It started at seven p.m. Oh, okay. So it was seven p.m. till the latest showing that it was. Wow, that's at a lot of money. I know. Wow. Just Wednesday, and and it's crazy if you think about it because we have blockbusters for a reason. Like box office been a thing forever, and we have movies like Black Panther, Ready Player One that are just crushing it and just mm-hmm. like creating a new standard for what. A blockbuster really is and this is very important because for example for Spielberg this is you know his new like super blockbuster after Indiana like the the Indiana Jones that it was super huge as yeah, well yeah so yeah but now another thing about that is that Ready Player One is apparently getting 50 million in its US debut so wow it, it feels like we needed this too don't you think like it's just sort of like the we've needed we needed something fresh and new and this story is just primed for it oh right because everybody's begging for something new we've seen the same thing rehashed so many times and how's this for funny ready player one essentially takes all of the stories that we loved from before right and they're putting them in this story and yet they're still telling a new fresh story with it exactly how awesome is that i know 
when you see the when you see that DeLorean flying at you, and then you see all this other stuff in there from the '80s, it's just how how could you not want to go see this? And then to think that this is the next, this is the new thing. Exactly. I'm totally pumped. Because when you think about it, yeah, you have all this pop culture reference. You have the Iron Giant. You know, you have so many things going on that are like old school, and mm-hmm. it gives us like nostalgia. That's how you pronounce it, right? Yeah, nostalgia. Yeah, Bam. <laughs> killing it. Cool. Right there. You're all um, over it. So, like, you know, it gives us all this feelings and oh yeah, but at the same time, we're exploring this new, like, completely new element of gaming and how it can possibly be in the future. Hopefully, the seat is not going to be like all you know. And, and Spielberg too. If you've mm-hmm. heard Spielberg, uh, he sounds rejuvenated in many ways. Like yeah. the guy that wrote this story, of course, dr- he he just had a dream of, of you know working with Spielberg one day. But then Spielberg, when you hear him talk about you know uh, that relationship, they're both like just energized, and that's just what you want to see. I mean, it makes you it, it's so much more of a draw. And the anticipation is so much higher when you're, you know, probably sitting in that seat waiting yeah. for this movie to start, knowing some of that stuff. So, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna teach you guys a word and then give you an assignment before we wrap this story. Oh, nice. I know, I know. Nice. <laughs> and this is worth this is worth 400 brownie points, so you know it's very valuable. Oh, there we go. Yep. Okay. First, the word I'm gonna teach you is intertextuality. It's fun. Say that. Intertextuality. <laughs> yeah. No, I said say that. That. that very good very good now we'll go back and talk about intertextuality that's when an, a storyteller an author a writer takes pieces of other stories and includes them in their story in a way that it creates the nostalgia that you're talking about my assignment mm-hmm. is that you go on youtube and search for the nerd writer nerd writer has oh my a, god you love him already oh, mm. I lo- yeah and as you're watching his 5,000 videos and learning about all that we need to know about for storytelling I would love for you to go find his one about intertextuality and he even he even phrases it as weaponized intertextuality these days because we're not expecting the nostalgia that hits us in these stories he was talking about stranger things which I think we can all okay we can all see is just filled with that kind of intertextuality yeah um, that is essentially that TV show is essentially the movie E.T. Yeah, but they've switched out a girl for an alien, and <laughs> and we feel it like we yeah. feel it while we're watching it. So I hope you guys get a chance to do that. In, in addition, Maria, I think we are going to make sure that if we haven't already seen Ready Player One, we're going to go see it now. Exactly, yeah. and if you've seen it, go watch it again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> because Steven Spielberg needs the money, right? Oh, totally. Yeah, poor guy. Totally. Yeah, poor poor guy. We got to keep him working. Now I should, by the way, I should see the. It, it's cool to see the movie and then read the book because I'm hearing from people like, go the opposite way. But it's it's cool if I just see the movie, and then go read. Yeah, the book exactly. After. That's the thing. I read the book first thanks to Jason. Hey, shout out, shout out to Jason. <laughs> <laughs> All about the reading. Exactly. I read the book first, and definitely this is what like I want to keep it spoiler free. So there yeah. are a few changes and stuff, but just you know, do both. Watch the movie, read the book. Go to school, kids. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. <laughs> All right. We'll do. Well, thank you very much for that report from the street. Old school update from Maria. Mm-hmm. Thank you. Woo! Next up, we're going to get our new media news. And our new media news is coming from Tasia Tay, T-Pain Turner. T-Pain. Hey. How hey, are you? Tasia? I'm good. 
What story did you bring us from the world of new media news? Well, T-Mobile is bringing back their sidekick phone, but not in a way that everyone thinks they are going to put it into a shoe. A shoe. A shoe. How's that going to work? They are calling it the first smartphone shoe, and it has everything your phone has, but your feet control it. I'm speechless. I'm going to say something about how speechless I am. I am sp- <laughs> what? Yes, they say that it's going to be better than any other phone, and it's like T-Mobile's phone, no one else's phone. It looks like a Converse. It has like the magenta color and all this other stuff. Yeah. I think I had a sidekick. Is that the one like from The Matrix where you, you know. Is the little, the screen like. And oh, the no. I, got, I did have a sidekick years ago where you spun it, and then it had the keyboard and all that. It was yeah. like my second cell phone. Yeah, there. it was oddly sized, but yes. So they announced that and Twitter went crazy, but then um, T-Mobile was like, LOL, how I'm happy fools, like, you know, April Fool's Day. So they will be selling shoes. It'll be $65, but it's not a phone shoe. Hmm. So they were... They were trolling. Messing with us. Yeah. (laughs) So maybe in the future, though, because in today's world, you never know, we might have a phone shoe one day. Mm -hmm. Look, if Google Glass didn't take off, I'm going to be awfully shocked if Google Footwear takes off. Right. It's just... Well, Snapchat had those, like, spectacles things. Like, you can snap with your glasses. Then you would be making foot calls instead of butt calls, probably. That's true. Yeah. Well, um, (laughs) on the one hand, I'm glad the the shoe phone isn't a thing. All the Maxwell (laughs) smart jokes that Pete would have to shower us with. In the cone of silence, yes. Yes, in the cone of Uh, silence. But but we do appreciate you bringing the story, Tay. Thanks for that. No problem. All right, you have a great week. Well, now that we've wrapped up our new media news for this week, we're going to take a look at Failing Forward. It's a segment where we get to look at what somebody or some organization has screwed up, I think would be the best way to to (laughs) say it. In a forward momentum. Professionally screwed up. (laughs) They screwed up quite professionally. Yes. So, and then based on their mistakes, either they have a solution or we'll give them some solutions. Oh, we've got some. Absolutely. We have them if you need them. Who brought us failing forward today? I think Brooke. Me. Brooke Steele. Yes. Brooke. So this is more of a fail. I don't think there is much forward movement yet. Um, oh, I'm sure it, we can help. Oh, we can. Just, yeah, we'll yeah, find some. Definitely. Yeah, we'll, we'll fix it. So this has to do with Heineken, the beer company. They have a new beer out. It's 99 calories. And so they had a commercial. Uh-huh. And basically their slogan was, um, sometimes lighter is better. Okay. And the commercial itself is just very racial and just very negative. And so Chance the Rapper took to social media. Now, hold on, hold on, hold on. You're going to have to describe this commercial so I know whether <laughs> yeah, or not to be outraged or of. not. The, we'll slog- the slogan was a little yeah. crummy, but let's hear the rest. So, okay. So in the commercial, um, there's a bartender. He slides the beer down the bar and it goes like on a stage and it passes three different black actors and actresses and it goes to a very light-skinned woman mm-hmm. who grabs the beer and next to the slogan is like next to the beer is the slogan oh sometimes lighter Whoa. is better oh so then it's, yeah it's, it's not like up. it's not like nonchalant like oh, oh they happen to be in the background no like it was <laughs> the beer was going right by these actors whoa yeah pete you're gonna have to take this one i'm gonna <laughs> sit here with my mouth open <laughs> first you well, yeah, the management guy in me would grab some people that not grab them, but actually have a meeting and say, oh, yeah. how did that one get by you? Because well, it's like there's got to be some people looking at these. And then if the if the answer is, well, we thought it would get like, you know, 
people would share it and get mad and all that stuff. Well, you, see, at what expense? My goodness. That's yeah. that's the, the take that Chance the Rapper took. He was like the all these companies like H and M with the coolest monkey in the jungle sweatshirt and all of that whole catastrophe was absolutely ridiculous he's like chance was saying on twitter like these companies keep doing this yeah you know mm. it's to get us talking about their brand it's horrible but like that's what they're doing now because who can put an ad out there and not think twice about did did they did they issue an apology of course they do. So the strategy isn't really a strategy then because you're, you're, you end up apologizing. You end up having negative – and it's just not right to do in the, be, exactly. the beginning. So exactly. what in the world? Yeah. that I'm not sure I have anything for that other than you're fired. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I've, I always want to believe the best in, in people and organizations. And if I was going to give Heineken any kind of slack <laughs> – it would be that they're they're right there in the Netherlands in Europe and and they didn't they're not in our American culture and maybe their ad campaign is from yeah. Europeans and for some yeah. reason in Europe that's not as eyebrow raising as it is here and yet Heineken has been selling beer long enough in America yeah. for here for yeah, me yeah, to remember my dad wow. drinking it and so they're not fools so again I want to think the best but somebody somewhere has to put a check mark by it before it goes live exactly and there's got to be American people working for these companies that there has to be for it to be so big you know like there has to be the the coming together of the two so who says I mean you're taking media anthropology courses and all these kinds of courses now it's not like you're you live in a corner somewhere Mm -hmm. Everyone's talking about, hey, when you're with a, a multinational company that's putting their product out all over the place, you have to consider these types of things in right. different countries. So I just, like you say, right? You want to believe the best, but at the same time, what are you thinking? Like, who's <laughs> responsible for this stuff? So, yeah, it sounds like nobody was home where they should have been. Yeah. Right. Well, uh, as far as the the moving forward or the failing forward part, I guess it's just a matter of um, in your own projects, always making sure you've got a pair of fresh eyes looking at what you're putting out there so that, uh, you know, those decisions you make late at night by yourself get seen by somebody else with fresh eyes the next day before a million people see it, because that's when you make or break your business. Mm -hmm. Uh, So good luck Heineken I know you're not going anywhere but I, I <laughs> yeah. I'm glad I don't own stock right now <laughs> yeah <laughs> exactly well Brooke thank you very much for bringing us that failing yes, forward thank you, today yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, we've got uh, one more story for today and we're pretty excited to hear about I can't believe that somebody's job and I can't believe that somebody's job is being brought to us today by Alexis Aho. Alexis. Alexis. Hi. hey What a fun segment, Alexis. What do you got for us? All right. So just a couple days ago. Well, actually, no. Maybe like, no, two, two days ago. Sure. A couple days ago. Um, Maria and Jenner and myself, we all went to uh, a Chinese place down the road, you know, trying some new Chinese food. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the best part about getting your Chinese food is really the fortune cookie, oh, right? Yeah, Let's be sure. real, it's the fortune cookie. You wanna know what that thing is saying. So it got me thinking, well, who who writes those, right? Mm. Like who comes up with those little things? I thought Confucius did. <laughs> right? <laughs> Apparently not, like not everything is. Um, so yeah, fortune cookie writers like um, with Wonton Foods, which is like the big kahuna as far yeah. as like fortune cookie and like Asian food sellers. I think Big Kahuna is a, a Hawaiian. <laughs> yeah. I'm not sure. Right, but it's a thing. Oh, okay, okay. It's a thing, the Big Kahuna, oh, right? Okay. It's the big major 
right? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they had a chief fortune writer who oh. stepped down just last year and how he wrote about like a hundred of them a year or something like that. Wow. But at this point, it's more like freelance work. You get maybe like 75 cents per fortune cookie you write, or sometimes it's dependent on the project, you know, whoever, whichever company is really putting those out there. And a lot of them are taking references from pop culture, from literature, hmm. and all that good stuff to come up with like these cute little sayings to like put in your fortune cookies. I, I can't believe that's somebody's job. I was just right? going to say I'll, I'll go ahead and be the one that says it first. <laughs> I can imagine it. I can imagine sitting around a table with your your word processor and your thesaurus and your, oh wait, no, uh, your, <laughs> your digital thesaurus and you're coming up with different ways to say, It'll be a good year. <laughs> yep. The the least well, I I'm, I always think of one that I got years ago that said you like Chinese food. Yes. Yes. Right. Did you ever get that one? Yeah. Wow. <laughs> Who thought that one up? <laughs> or like there was another one for it's like you'll be hungry in an hour, like stuff like that, like just random little things. Yeah. I love it. I like Chinese food. Right. Chinese food. I want to get some right now. <laughs> Well, before we before we end this, I would just like to give everybody some more advice about your your fortune cookie. When you get a fortune cookie and you take it out of the non-traditional plastic wrapper mm -hmm. and you break it open, don't eat it right away. Mm -hmm. I know not everybody eats them at all, mm. but don't eat it right away. Read the fortune first because if you don't agree with it, you don't want to eat the cookie. You want to throw it all away together. Oh. Otherwise, you've eaten the cookie of the fortune that you didn't want. You got to mm. do this in order. It's important. <laughs> a lot of okay. people have different ways of doing it. I had a friend who said it won't come true unless you eat it, like the actual fortune. Well, and that's true, but you wouldn't <laughs> want it to come true if it says um, uh, the tests will come back bad from your doctor. You're like, oh, well, I'm not eating that cookie. <laughs> no, we, I do something really fun with it. I actually hold the cookie to my head, like Johnny Carson did with Karnak, the mm -hmm. whatever wonderful whatever yeah. he was. And then I hand it to the person I'm having Chinese food with, and I say, this has to do with your afternoon today. Like, I just make something up. And then that way, when they read it, they try to put it in context with something. And then if it says, like, you like Chinese food, I mean, it's just sort of out the window. But you can have some fun with it that way. Just throwing it out there in case your fortune cookie time has become a little drab and boring. <laughs> what kind of a privileged world do we live in? <laughs> Where we can determine the different ways to eat our fortune cookies that come with our General Tso's chicken and this is four why, egg rolls. This is why you need to listen to this podcast. Right. Hey, right. we're not messing around, people. You are this is like, important. You're missing it. That's what it's all about. Okay. Well, Alexis, thank you very much for bringing us. I can't believe that's somebody's job. Uh, I would like to hear more about how many fortunes they have to write a year. And uh, if there's a job posting on monster.com or something, I might... I might throw my name in the hat for a little freelance work. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I see that I won't have this job in the future. See how good I am? <laughs> see how good I am? You're prepared. Yeah. I will not be a Chinese fortune cookie writer. <laughs> I'm amazing. I can see the future. Thank you, Alexis. Yeah. Well, that was a lot of fun. We had some amazing stories brought in oh. from our amazing students. And even though the time flew by, I think that's what we call a podcast. Oh, yeah. That was just, that was a great time, you guys. Thank you. It was just that kind of day. It, and the year continues to speed on and we continue to have these fun sessions. So we thank you guys for listening to today. And yeah, it was awesome. Great Absolutely. Time. We'll see you yeah. next week. Thanks for being here, everybody. Cool. All right. Bye-bye. That's a wrap.